Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome to The Haunted Estate, the ultimate paranormal podcast with your host, Selena Myers. From ghost stories and haunted history to the darkest sides of our reality, we hope you enjoy your stay on The Haunted Estate. But don't get too comfortable. Our ghosts haunt more than just these hallways. Hello, my wonderful friends. I hope that you are having a spectacular day. And yes, welcome back to The Haunted Estate here with me, Selena Myers. Um, Just a little note before we start the show, something that I just wanted to touch base on lightly is that our toll-free phone number 1-877-260-3428 has officially been ended, canceled, over. I don't know what to say. As you know, I've been dealing with someone very strange, leaving strange um, messages. So I decided that I'm just going to get rid of the toll-free number. I'm going to move to a new toll-free number who can filter out those kind of messages, which is way more spectacular, I guess. Or maybe I'll choose something not toll-free just because we don't get like too many calls. And at the end of the day, it's kind of um, worth it to me not to be that weirded out. <laughs> As for the last episode, I said I was going to be broadcasting live from one of Stratford's most haunted hotels. As you know, that didn't happen. And that is because, are you ready for it? I left in the middle of the night, terrified, which is strange for me, to be honest with you. But it was an amazing experience. If you want to see that experience, you can go find me on YouTube, which is Selena Spooky Boo, C-E-L-I-N-A-S-P-O-O-K-Y-B-O-O, all separate words there. And you can watch that video. I'll give you some little, some little tidbits. But uh, let's just say a water bottle flew off, uh, something moved in the middle of the night, and I peeled out of that hotel straight up in Christmas leggings, high heels. A Halloween shirt and my hair on top of my head. Um, I ended up being completely alone in the hotel. Like no workers were there. No people were there. It was just me completely on my lonesome. So it was a bit of a terrifying experience in itself. And usually I stand those things out, but I just did not feel great being in such a big building, like completely by myself. Every single kind of horror movie and scary situation I could think of had come to light. I was like not even afraid of ghosts at this point. It was just what could happen, what might happen. 
So if you guys do want to share a topic idea or anything with me, drop me a line, selena at thehauntedestate.com. Some other news, I should be posting a lot more podcasts coming up simply because, are you ready? As I had mentioned before, I had a job. I started my own business. Well, I sold out uh, to another company, so I'm going to have some spare time on my hands before I start up my next business, which, guys, I'm so proud of myself. I don't even know if I should talk about it quite yet. I'm kind of starting something that actually has a lot to do with the paranormal, a lot of helping people, counseling type stuff, but a lot of clairvoyant work and stuff along there, things that will really help people, I am hoping. (laughs) And also, as I mentioned before, I'm excited to take the podcast new directions with stuff that just really interests me, like the darker side of our world. As of right now, it's kind of a part of my world, so... (laughs) We'll see what's going on in that realm. But I thought for today's show, it would be really interesting to look at some extremely bizarre missing people cases, missing person cases. As I said in like the episode before last, it was some very strange unidentified cases. But there are some missing people cases out there that are just so strange. Like someone just getting wiped off the face of the earth, you know. Or with really strange circumstances. So guys, hold tight. Stay tuned. The first strange case that we have is the case of Brooke Henson, who's been missing since 1999. Brooke Henson was a 20-year-old girl who lived in Southern California. She was at a party with some friends on July 3rd, 1999. After a disagreement with her boyfriend Shane, Brooke left him a note around 2am and walked to the local convenience store that was only a few streets away. Brooke was last seen walking along that road to the convenience store that morning. She has never been heard from or seen ever again. But in 2006, there was suddenly a huge breakthrough in this missing person's case. Someone with the name Brooke Henson had applied for a job as a nanny in New York. After the employer did an internet search of her name, he contacted the authorities after realizing that Brooke had been a missing person for over six years. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. But this wasn't the good news her family had been hoping for. The real identity of the person claiming to be Brooke Henson was instead a girl named Esther Reed also a missing person. She had dropped out of her high school after her mother had died in 1999. 
In February of 2008, Esther was arrested and sentenced to four years in prison. But the whereabouts of the real Brooke is still unknown, and no more information on the case has ever been found. Maura Murray, missing since 2004. After crashing her car on Route 112 in New Hampshire, USA, Maura Murray, a nursing student aged just 21, was never seen again. There are many strange elements leading up to this missing person's case. On the day of her crash, Maura had told her professor at the university that she was taking a week off from school due to a death in her family. But in fact, that wasn't true. After her crash, a school bus driver who was driving home noticed her at the side of the road. According to some reports, Mora had pleaded with the man not to call the police, stating she had already called AAA. So the man decided to leave the scene. Once he was home, he called the police. But Mora was never to be found and has never been seen since. Despite some evidence suggesting that Mora had perhaps wanted to disappear on purpose, her family still believes she's been abducted and are still searching for her today. Interestingly enough, there has been new information about Mora's case despite being over a decade old. A YouTube user by the name Mr. Dirtbag posted videos claiming he had information surrounding Mora's disappearance. On the 8th anniversary of Mora's disappearance, the man posted a YouTube video of him laughing with the words happy anniversary flashing at the end. I personally have looked into this a lot, and that Mr. Dirtbag has posted actually a lot of videos, and they found who he was, and they didn't find any connection to the case, but it was just so strange. Our next case is that of Benjamin Kyle. Benjamin Kyle is indeed a bizarre missing persons case, because, in this case, it's Benjamin's past that is missing, rather than the person himself. On August 31st, 2004, Kyle was found naked and burnt by a Burger King in Richmond Hill. A Burger King employee had found him and called the police. They had beaten the unconscious Kyle. He was then rushed to the hospital. Once he had woken up, it was discovered he had no memory of who he was. And without any form of identification, the name Benjamin Kyle was formed out of his initials, of Burger King. Kyle had three deep depressions in his skull, which people attribute to his amnesia and memory loss. And over a decade later, a decade later, Kyle still has no memory of his past life or who he had been. Despite all the publicity in his case, unbelievably, no one has ever come forward to say that they know him or could be related to him. Due to the extremely unusual circumstances of this case, there are many theories about who Kyle is in his past. Some say he could even be faking it. Next up is the case of Nicholas Barclay, missing since 1994. Nicholas Barclay was a 13-year-old boy who, after playing basketball with his friends in his hometown of Texas, was never seen again. 
That was until 1997, when a boy in France, claiming to be him, was flown to the United States and reunited with the family. Although the boy had different colored eyes, to Nicholas, and spoke French. The family believed that this was indeed their son, who had been sold into a prostitution ring and sent to live in France. The boy lived with the family until 1998, when a local private investigator became suspicious of the differences in appearance between Nicholas and a boy claiming to be him. In February 1998, the FBI gained permission to take his DNA, and it was found that the boy was not Nicholas, but in fact a French imposter named Frederick Bourdin. The imposter was sentenced to six years imprisonment, and even admitted himself he could not believe the family believed he was their son for as long as they did. Some people believe that Nicholas's family are responsible for hiding the whereabouts, or perhaps even the murder of their son and therefore jumped at the chance to have Frederick cover it up. A documentary about the case, The Imposter, sheds more light on the strange case and asks for more questions about the family's willingness to accept this boy as their missing son. Walter Collins, missing since 1928. A somewhat similar case to the Nicholas Barclay disappearance, Walter Collins was a nine-year-old boy who went missing while his mother was at work. When she returned home, Walter was nowhere to be found. She called the police, but was told she needed to file a missing persons report after 24 hours. Before that, they couldn't search, so she searched the streets frantically by herself. After the police department had faced negative publicity for failing to solve the case, a boy claiming to be Walter was found, and a public reunion was organized by police who wanted him to gain a positive popularity to counteract the bad publicity they had received. But on seeing the boy, Walter's mother Christine claimed the boy was not her son. Despite the dental records proving the boy was not her son, Captain Jones of the police department had Christine committed to a mental hospital, where during this time, the boy eventually admitted that he was not Walter, but in fact a boy named Arthur Hutchins Jr. After Christine had been released from the mental hospital, a ranch owner named Gordon Stewart Northcott was arrested for a series of abductions and murders of young boys in the area. Although evidence points to this man being the possible murderer of Walter, he had denied ever meeting Walter, and the fact that he could not describe Walter's appearance gave Christine hope that her son was still alive. The the film Changeling with Angelina Jolie was based partly on this case, gives a great insight into the events that took place and how traumatizing they would have been for Christine, not only to lose her child, but to be told that a boy was him and be made to be crazy to the public. The Yuba County Five Yuba County Five, or the Yuba Incident, has been called the American Datlov Pass. In 1978, five friends with intellectual disabilities ended up driving into the wilderness for no apparent reason, and four of their remains were later found there. One was extremely emaciated and had taken a long time to die in a ranger's cabin 
where food and other essentials were readily available. The others were outside, and not enough was found to determine how they had died. They didn't leave, even though their truck was still functional. No one can find a theory anywhere. No one has been able to attempt to explain what could have happened to them. Stacy Aris It was the afternoon of July 17, 1981, when a group of six-plus and Aris and her father rode into Sunrise High Sierra Camp on horseback. The camp sits 9,400 feet above sea level and is regarded for its historical significance. Being the final stop in the Yosemite Mountain Chalet Loop, it was built in 1961 to make a backcountry an alluring destination for tourists, offering stunning wilderness vistas, but also creature comforts like showers and reasonably comfy beds. Aris told her father she wanted to photograph a nearby lake. It wasn't terribly far, just over a bluff. He declined to accompany his daughter, 14 at the time but an elderly man from their group would tag along. At some point, the 77-year-old man grew tired and sat down to rest. Aris, seemingly determined to reach the water, trekked onward. Back at the camp, the group's tour guide remembered noticing her from afar. She was standing on a rock about 50 yards south of the trail. According to a summary of her official cold case file, that was the last time anyone ever saw Aris, She vanished that day, without a trace, leaving only her camera lens behind. Amy Lynn Bradley She was on a cruise with her family, last seen asleep on the balcony of her cabin. She was seen earlier in the night with the band on the cruise. They reported her missing shortly after the cruise docked. There were no signs of her on the ship or in the ocean. There were possible sightings of Bradley and Kirks and Caicos in 1998 and 1999. Two Canadian tourists reported seeing a woman resembling Amy on a beach in Kirkaikos. In August 1998, the woman's tattoos were reportedly identical to Bradley's. Juan Martinez Juan Martinez disappeared while on vacation with his mother and father who were truck drivers. His dad was carrying a load of 20,000 liters of sulfuric acid en route to a chemical plant. He started driving erratically down a long declining road. The truck Juan, the truck Juan was crashed into another truck, spilling the sulfuric acid and killing both of his parents. Juan, though, was never found in the accident. And no, sulfuric acid doesn't dissolve everything. Someone should have seen him, but nothing was ever found. Jennifer Keese Jennifer Keese is an interesting one. They found her car a couple blocks away from where she lived. In 2006, it was the last time she was seen leaving work one evening. She had talked to her boyfriend on the phone that night around 10. Then, the next morning, after she failed to show up to work, it was discovered that she was apparently abducted from either her apartment or its parking lot shortly before work. They found her car in a nearby parking lot, but no sounds of Jennifer. 
there wasn't much to go on until a security camera caught somebody dropping off her car. The footage of this person of interest is what makes the case most chilling. He or she has been called the luckiest person of interest in history. They were caught on camera walking past a gate. Despite the camera being pretty close, the camera only took one picture every three seconds, and his or her face is perfectly obscured. Even though it's so close, people still say they can't confidently say if the suspect was male or female. Dorothy Jane Scott The murder of Dorothy Jane Scott is that she it's so interesting because she was being stalked by someone who claimed to be in love with her and would not leave her alone. The calls were innocent at first, but became more demanding and angry as time went on. Dorothy, of course, quite understandably, became more stressed out and in fear of her life. She had even taken up self-defense classes at a local community center. The last anybody ever heard from her was 30 years ago. A co-worker had been bitten by a poisonous spider and she and another co-worker, also a woman, drove him to a nearby Arizona hospital to receive proper medical treatment. After everything was clear, she went to the parking lot to grab her car and pick up her friends, except she pulled barreling out of the parking lot extremely fast, going the wrong way, almost hitting her co-worker who was trying to make sense of what was going on. She had been on the way to pick up her son, maybe, and they found the car she drove in the fire, on fire, in a ditch, off the exit to the interstate in the desert. She was never seen again. Her mother still receives calls from who the police presume is a suspect. The calls discontinued several years ago, prompting theories that perhaps the killer is dead or also disappears. Bobby Dunbar The disappearance of Bobby Dunbar in 1912 is interesting. His parents took him fishing in Lake, on Lake Louisiana when he went missing. Police searched for him for eight months and finally found a man named William Cantwell who was traveling with a boy that resembled Bobby Dunbar. He claimed the boy was the son of a friend who had given him custody and that the child's name was Bruce Anderson, not Bobby Dunbar. Investigators and a positive idea from the parents determined that this was actually the Dunbar's child and gave custody over to them. The town had a parade for Bobby Dunbar's return. During the trial with the Dunbar's and the other man, a woman named Julia Anderson came to defend the man, asserting that this was her son Bruce and she had given Walter's custodies. The course dismissed her because, they, because she had three children out of wedlock. Since it was 1912, this was normal, and the two other were already deceased. The trial being Mississippi, and her being a very poor woman from North Carolina, she gave up fighting the case. Then nine years ago, in 2008, one of Bobby Dunbar's granddaughters had a DNS test done. She compared her grandfather's DNA to her own brother's. They were not related. Mary Marshall Lenz Mary Marshall Nance disappeared from her apartment March 12, 2004, and no one has ever seen her since. Her boyfriend was the last one to see her around 10 p.m. The couple apparently had an argument which caused her to leave and take a walk. She left with her keys, wallet, and cell phone. 
and took an empty purse with her. Her boyfriend had been known for abuse in prior relationships, which caused him to be the main suspect in the case after her disappearance. The entire town got behind her in the search effort, but nothing was ever found. The family of the boyfriend owned and operated a pig farm, which is known around town to be Mary's final resting place. The farm was searched, but nothing was found, though pigs are known to even eat bones. Years after the disappearance, her then-boyfriend was sent to prison for six years for holding his then-girlfriend against her will as for the sexual abuse. Despite this, the local police have yet to discover any information or evidence that can pin him to the crime. The police continue to dig through evidence and hope for any information. The town that she went missing from is extremely small. The private investigator hired by the family believes that her remains are within 10 miles of the fountain in the middle of town. This one hit home for a lot of people. I hope that you really enjoyed this little twist. I've really been into missing people and stuff like that. I want to take the time to tell you guys about the most amazing two YouTube channels that I've ever found. Number one, hands down, my most favorite YouTube channel is Criminally Listed. It is a fact-based list with this really cool narrator, um, and he does things on everything, missing people, murders, like it's true, it's all true crime, and it's really, really, really good, and I got a lot of these from there, but his go deeper and are just so, oh, so check that out on YouTube, Criminally Listed. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Haunted Estate. I love you guys. Please don't forget to rate me on YouTube not YouTube. Woo. Please don't forget to rate me on iTunes. That's how everyone finds out where we are. Hey, you know what? Rate me anywhere. It means a lot. I love you guys. Add me on Snapchat. Selena's life. Have a great one. Toodaloo. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.